Hey everyone, and welcome to another mini-sode of the Investigation Game. I'm here this week with Leah. I'm back. It's I, been a while. It's been like months. I appreciate the break though. <laughs> I know, but I'm glad to have you back. It's always oh, fun. Thank you. Thank you. So before we start this week's episode, I wanted to let our listeners and our viewers know about our social media because we put out so much on our social media. So much. <laughs> like if you guys think you get a lot of information from our minisodes and our episodes, we take the minisodes and the episodes to put more information onto our social media. We use yes. quotes, we use facts, we put up uh, infographics and like explainers, definitions, like so much Games. great information. We put out games as well. With prizes. Yes. Like it's definitely worth the follow. <laughs> you want a cool mug? We've got a game for that. <laughs> right. You want to have an ad on one of our podcasts? Play our games. So if you guys are listening and you really enjoy our podcast, I highly recommend our social media because there's just so much you're missing out on if you're not already on there. Yeah. And then our other thing that we recently started is our blog posts where we it's a weekly post where we talk about different things like book recommendations, mm -hmm. other topics that we don't really have time for on the podcast. And maybe some of them are podcast episodes or future podcast ideas, but it's like you get to hear from the voices of everybody in the office. And there's a lot of great information that we've put out on those as well. Yeah. And definitely like dives deeper mm -hmm. in certain subjects and like gives case yeah. examples and um, you know, tags other resources like downloads and stuff. So mm -hmm. it is also worth the follow. Yes. And I think just, just last week you put out a really awesome blog about, um, businesses and partners not being able to. Yeah. That embezzlement in a partnership is not a thing. Yeah. Like and it's not a crime. We're not going to give anything away because you just right. have to go and read it. But like a lot yes. of people don't know that. Yes, it's true. So there's a lot of cool information that you guys should definitely check out. Now that I've gotten all the all the plugs, all in. the plugs out. Okay, let's get this Are started. Are we about ready? Mm-hmm. So if you want to start the timer, right, I'm ready. ready. Go. This week we've started our hashtag campaign. Don't wait on a whistleblower. Before we talk this through, we mentioned Data Sleuth on their, our show. We've defined it, given examples, given case stories, but we've never really explained how you came up with the concept in the first place. So would you mind explaining that for our audience? Yeah, well, it's just a point of differentiation for Workman Forensics. When I first started my career, my competition was retired or semi-retired CPAs. And I knew that I couldn't sit on the stand and testify that in my 25 years of experience in life, you know, this is what I've seen. And so because of my experience working at the FBI and the way that I learned to work cases from Janetta, you know, go back to episode five if you want to <laughs> learn about Janetta. But anyway, like I learned to work cases from a data perspective. And so I was trying to think of a way to differentiate why we weren't just another forensic accounting firm who was going to look at a sample or dig through papers and documents, but that we were really different. And so the concept of data sleuth is taking data, data analytics that a lot of our listeners are probably used to and combining that with a fraud investigation and working an investigation from problem, concerns, complaints to actual prosecution. And so that's where that term came from. Hmm, okay. And now it's trademarked, so. <laughs> so not anybody can just use it. Right. So gotta get permission first. <laughs> right, or something like that. I have no idea. I don't either, <laughs> but it's a big thing. What is the hashtag campaign don't wait on a whistleblower about? This is about 
the fact that you as a business owner, you as an internal auditor, forensic accountant, can actually find fraud before an employee in an organization does. And I'm gonna kind of join this with, I know what your next question is. <laughs> but um, you know, a lot of times we've been told that tips find fraud the most often. And so we even have a fraud hotline here mm -hmm. at Workman, it's called Report Fraud. And so we have that available to people. But what I've found is that if you think about what a whistleblower has to overcome in order to even report that, mm -hmm. or like we were talking yesterday in preparing for this, that maybe even they were part of the scam until they got cut out of the proceeds of it. And so if you're reliant on just a hotline to catch fraud for you, because that's what catches fraud most often based on statistics, I mean, I really think you're behind. Yeah. Because by that time, you you have time working against you, creating a larger loss. And so mm -hmm. don't wait on a whistleblower is our way of saying like, hey, let's look at data. Let's look at trends. Let's be empowered to go find fraud for ourselves mm -hmm. and find it before the losses are in the millions or 10 millions, yeah. millions. <laughs> Just yeah. like knowing where to look. Mm -hmm. So it's not like we're saying that waiting on a whistleblower is a bad thing. There's just... I think waiting on a whistleblower is, mm -hmm. but having a fraud hotline is not bad. It is a great fraud prevention tool, but mm -hmm. I think that there's something better. And I think that having data and using a lot of the things that we recommend to find fraud sooner, coupled with a fraud hotline, like that's golden. Yeah. Okay. So what are some ways that a business owner could not wait on a whistleblower? I'm going to just like reference a whole bunch <laughs> of our minisodes and podcasts. And I know you're going to put the links in the show notes in the mm -hmm. video, but knowing where to look, we have this webinar series that we did where we talk about, this is how you find fraud and revenue. This is how you find fraud and expenses. This is how you find fraud and payroll. Take just looking at your bank statements, looking at your credit card statements. But if you do that in a digital way, it can be a lot more efficient and maybe doesn't feel as overwhelming. Mm -hmm. But with those three things, you can find a lot of fraud and then mm -hmm. couple in that fraud hotline for the things that maybe you can't see from that area mm -hmm. as directly, like maybe kickbacks and vendor fraud schemes sometimes. But, oh man, couple those things together and find fraud before an employee finally has the, you know, like guts and courage and motivation to report it. Yeah, it takes a lot. Like yes. I can only imagine how much internal struggle an employee has to go through to go in. Cause it's like, we have this concept of like, don't snitch or like, don't tattle. It's kind of trained into our brains. Like you don't want to be that person and go tell on somebody else. But like, if it's something that big, like that's such an internal struggle. Right. And these are your friends. Yeah. Right. And so are you going to report on your friends for the sake of your job and your boss? Or, I mean, there's just so much. And there's, I think that there's so much fraud that's detected because the only thing that we've done maybe is have a fraud hotline. Mm -hmm. Like, let's be proactive about this. And yeah. it really doesn't take a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, we're really big on empowering employers to find these you know, resources to get the information on like whether or not they have fraud. So what about those employers? Like they're in a business, they're experts at what they do, but they're not so great at like searching through their finances. So right. what can we offer people who aren't as confident with their payroll and expenses? Yeah. So part of our data sleuth services is that we will actually take your bank and credit card information. We'll obtain that. And of course, if we're doing it in real time, we don't have to like convert paper statements, you know, cause we can get bank feeds to do this, mm -hmm. but we will run our 
tests and macros on your data on a monthly or a quarterly basis. If you have, for a business owner, if you have two different systems, so you're keeping your accounting in QuickBooks, but your sales is in another system, or maybe uh, real common like doctor's offices, you've got your billing software, and then you also have QuickBooks. A lot of times those two systems don't get reconciled because they weren't made to talk to each other. So we can do that for you on a monthly or quarterly or even annual basis to see, okay, these are, these are where these things aren't adding up and where they're not matching. So then you have a place to go look. So we can kind of filter through all the noise to mm-hmm. get you down to, okay, these are really the concerns and provide those monthly and quarterly reports. And then of course we have the fraud hotline. So let's yeah. couple that in with it too. Take mm-hmm. our data sleuth services and report fraud and you're going to be in a really great position yeah. to detect fraud in your own business and to empower your employees and tell them that this is important mm-hmm. to you. Yeah. So I would say a big recommendation we have for employers is look at all of our resources. We have so many videos, so many vlogs, like we have so many resources that go out of their way to explain how to find these. And we like we look into Excel, we explain how Excel works. Mm -hmm. And if you really like if it's really something you can't put your finger on, there's nothing wrong with that. You can reach out to us and we'll help you along the way. Right. You know, there's a lot of options and we're really big on empowering employers to find this information themselves. Right. Because you can, you know, a lot of times we like to talk about the different schemes and the way that that people covered up a fraud. Mm -hmm. And that story seems to change a lot. I still think there's a lot of common common elements to even those stories when you've worked as many as we have. Mm -hmm. But the ways that you find fraud are the same every single time, like the, the cover up might look different, but the data that you need to identify if somebody's stealing from you is the same every single time. Mm -hmm. We can always add on different layers and whatever, but at the end of the day, we always say accounting entries don't cash at the casino. Mm -hmm. We have, so we just need to look at how does cash leave our business or how can somebody steal cash on the way into our business? And so that's why we set up that webinar series about finding fraud and revenue. So how could someone steal money on its way into your business? How does, can somebody steal money on the way out is covered in that finding fraud and expenses. Mm -hmm. And then of course, and, and all of that can be found by reconciling your systems, you know, like your sales system to your bank accounts, and then looking at your bank statements and credit cards for anomalies. And all of that is digitized. You know, you can download that information very easily from mm-hmm. your bank or credit card provider. And then the last area is payroll. And you can get that information very easily in a digitized format from your payroll provider. And if you can't switch payroll providers, <laughs> Like there's no excuse. This <laughs> is 2020. True. Yeah. Like 2020. If your payroll provider cannot export your information to Excel, change providers. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. And I even mean... if even if your payroll person says no, it doesn't matter. It's your business. That that's true. It is your business. And if your name isn't on bank accounts related to your oh, business, yeah. you know those calls we get. Mm-hmm. You're the owner of the business. Yeah. Put your name on the bank account. Mm-hmm. No employee has the right to keep you off a bank account or partner, yeah, business partner. That's you true. Know? I can't like, believe how often that happens. And like, right. a lot of owners don't even know it. I know. Within the last year of you yeah. working here, we have had several calls yeah. about that. It's like, go to the bank. You own the business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Okay, did I go enough on a rant there? No, I think it was we're pretty great. close. We have 16 seconds. Okay, 16 seconds left. Check out the blog, social media, mini sewed, 
contact your friends who are business owners and just remind them how important it is to check this information. Right. So Love it. That was our big thing. For, I can't believe we beat the timer. I know. I really thought maybe you accidentally put 20 minutes or something. Nope. There, there it is. Thanks, everyone. All right. Thanks. <laughs> The Investigation Game is brought to you by Workman Forensics. For more information on the business and its services, visit workmanforensics.com. Find us on social media on any social media platform at Workman Forensics. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or topic ideas, please email us at podcast at workmanforensics.com. Thanks for listening.